Hello, hemp nuts and cannabis enthusiasts. Welcome to another episode of New Hemp Times. Today, we're going to play Cannabusters. When you hear strange things about cannabis, who are you going to call? Cannabusters! Welcome, New Hemp Times (laughs) listeners, to Cannabusters, brought to you by Madison Square Partners, a global company leveraging the power of the endocannabinoid system. Check them out at ecsforhealth.com. I'm your Cannabuster host, Dr. Jehan Marku, and our contestants today are Dr. Jan Roberts, a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, as well as the unapologetic sharecropper and fisherman actor comedian Randy Cameron Jr. Hey, hey, hey. And joining us again is Stacia Woodcock, PharmD and women's health expert. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yay. So, really quickly, here's how the game works I will share stories, news, headlines, facts, and you guys have to figure out if it's real or if it's made up. So, you get two point categories one point category is for your answer, simply one point for getting it right. If you guessed if it was fact or fiction. Uh, and then there's your response points, which are from one to three, and our fabulous judge will award those. You know, one point's for saying, well, I read that somewhere. It's a real basic response. Two, something insightful, something a little funny. And three points. Three points are rare, but that's for like the fall off your chair funny thing, the you change the way I think about the world comment, or just blowing the, everyone away. in pressure now. Oh, she's got to fall off the chair. Is, wait, a I lot wish, of pressure right I now. Hate guys, to, wait, hold on, Dr. Marku. I wish everyone could see Randy and Stacia right now because Randy, you won last week. But uh, I won. I won, you, yes. won you won. Whenever Randy was, is the, the, I won last week. Was it last? No, week? it was. Uh, or it was in the beginning of the month. Jeez, uh, uh, I don't even know. So moving on. So you could still get every answer wrong on every question about whether it's true or false, and you could still have a shot at winning because your responses are so good. So uh, you could also use your answers to throw off fellow competitors because you can make up your points with a great response. Um, so, oh, I like. I feel better about this. Right, that's why I wanted to get through the rules before we started, and so you guys, before you guys started freaking out. So, abstaining. So, just three more things, and then we'll start. Abstaining will result in zero points being awarded for the question. So, this is a competitive game. Try to stay focused. So, I'm going to share stories, and your job will provide commentary and your answer. Are we ready to begin? Yes. All right. So. This first story is called Thor Thunder Odinson's The Name. Could I please get some weed? (laughs) So, you know, if you're going to use a fake ID and try and purchase an age-restricted product, the key is anonymity, right? Well, someone applying in Canada at a cannabis retailer applied to be a new customer with a fake ID that was Thor himself featuring a picture of Chris Helmsworth. Uh, What looked like a standard Alberta driver's license was Helmworth's photo with his Marvel comic book costume on, um, you know, showing his height of 6'8", his weight at 150 pounds, living at 69 Big Hammer Lane. Uh, So, (laughs) no way. No way. (laughs) 69 so, Big Hammer Lane. So so is, oh is 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 Thor going back to the DMV? Is this a real story or is this a made up story? I'm going to go to our reigning champ Randy for his answer and response first. I'm going to say it's a real story. I can start out with a little uh be a little liberal here since I am the champ from last week. So I'm going to say <laughs> 
It's a real story. Why do you think it's real, or what led you to it's that? It's Canada. You know, they do zany stuff like really? that and don't have... Hey, I don't know. I always had that impression. <laughs> they drink beer, eh? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Good, good. All Gut right. feeling. All right. Looking in the eyes. And Jan, what do you think? Thor, Thunder, Odinson. Was that, did someone really try, put a fake idea together and try to get into a cannabis dispensary? No. I think that's just fake. And the reason I think it's fake, guys, is he's such a like nerd when it comes to anything comic book related oh, that he would have a fantasy like that. Oh, and I'm serious. We have like <laughs> at the office, like, you know. Cartoon oh, wow. comic stuff. So, yeah, don't believe it, buddy. Okay. Damn. <laughs> nice. I know this is true because I read the article. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry, but I will say I think um, it makes sense because Thor's back probably hurts from carrying that heavy ass <laughs> hammer around and he probably needs some cannabis, guys. Yep. So, like, give him a chance. Yep. She nice. won. Nice. <laughs> that one. I, you even made Brilliant. him laugh. That means you got three. Yes. Easy, easy. He has right. to judge it. Oh, okay. And? Well, yeah, don't do my job for me. No, survey <laughs> says. <laughs> All right. So is this true story? Is this a, a true story or is it cloudy and thunderous? Well, this is indeed a true story. It hit Twitter and went viral last <laughs> week. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. It's Moving on to our, our next one. This one I call Australian researchers say you can treat cannabis dependency with Cannabis. Uh, by switching from black market weed to an oral cannabis spray, a cannabis tincture, many study participants reduce their monthly weed consumption. So while it's not possible to become, you know, physically dependent on cannabis, you can develop a use disorder uh, in terms of just, you know, substance use disorders in general. And a team in Australia researchers used a cannabis extract dissolved in ethanol that's put in the mouth. Uh, and people found that that actually helped them uh, with their cannabis use problems. Um, since this involves drugs, I'm going to go to Stacia on what do you think this is a true research finding or is this just too good to be true that you could treat cannabis dependency with a standardized I'm going to go product? with true and I'm going to take a serious moment because Australia does some really awesome stuff with cannabis. Um, and that's why I think it's true because a lot of the cool like Innovative studies that I read come from Australia doing uh, research and stuff on their patients. So I'm saying true. Everything's better down under, nice. right? <laughs> dirty. <laughs> hey, you went there. I didn't. I was that talking was really about the dirty. land down So is that your I answer, else, but <laughs> So my answer is yes, of course it's true. It's kind of like the saying you fight fire with fire. Ooh. We treat cannabis Issues with cannabis and because, you know, everything's better down under. (laughs) I'm going to say it's true also. And uh, yeah. What's your reason? Well, my reasoning is this. And is that I had to get it up, but um, I found that going from East Coast to California, Mm -hmm. the quality in California was a lot better. So you used less because it was better than in the 90s, which mm-hmm. was a lot of Jamaican stuff here that was, you know, it was steady, but it wasn't crazy. Cali was a lot better. So you used less and okay. I'm comparing that. And my brain went straight to we treat opioid addiction with methadone, right? So it makes complete Hello. sense Hello. to me. 
She's a farm. I know. <laughs> Hello. Well, the findings are positive but modest, said Professor Michael Farrell of the National Drug and Alcohol Research Center. We're not looking at some radical effect, but it does provide an important conceptual discussion of ways you might consider this type of treatment into the future. So this is a real study done in Australia. Good job, yes. crew. Yay! Do we get like a hat trick if all of us get something right or something? <laughs> yes. Pass it, Dutchie. Yeah. So are we right. keeping score, Dr. Yep, J? I am keeping score. I'm keeping all right. score. Are you keeping score, Doc? Our first regular our first uh our next story is about a first for a regulatory violation. I call this story first regulatory regulatory violation issued for making an excessively large joint. A dispensary owner was fined for attempting to break a Guinness record. So a dispensary owner in Arizona was fined for attempting to break this world record, which is actually held by an Australian uh, cannabis activist group for world's largest joint ever made. They made it and passed around a festival. So this dispensary, though, was saving all of their product that needed to be destroyed, grinding it up and putting it into a very large custom-made joint paper. Um, and it was just sitting in one of their warehouse. The operator insists this was just for show, not for consumption. But the operator is getting fined for improperly storing cannabis and for ma- manufacturing products without a license. Among the documents served to the operator last week, he received a cease and desist order to, quote, stop manufacturing oversized inhaled cannabis products. Is this a true story or is it just rolled up with fiction? I, I <laughs> wonder who wants to go first. Well, first uh, Jan, how big was it? Uh, we're talking about uh, about 10 feet by 10 feet, so about 100 oh square God. feet, what? like kind of the size of a sail. Well, you got to fold it and <coughs> roll it. So it would probably be about um, about like uh, close to like an inch and in, uh, a foot in diameter or so when it was completed. So it'd be like almost like a giant pipe of cannabis. So like a utility pipe. Have you guys ever seen um, the Mel Brooks movie History of the World Part yeah. Two? Yeah, that's with the, the soldiers. Exactly. That's, that's where <laughs> that's I was like going. My favorite scene right. from that movie. <laughs> nice. Well, Jan, what do you think? Oh, boy, that would be hard to pass that duchy, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, I think that's just fake. All right, and, and any any other rationale? Well, you did you did talk about it a little bit. Yes, yeah, some good questions. I but- just think that it's just too big. That is so big, and how would they roll it up? And what? Why would they even think that's a good idea? Because they can't light it unless they're going to sit around it or something. It just makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, Stacia? I think it's false too because I think it's wasteful and inefficient. And anyone that <laughs> like, why would they waste all that good stuff by throwing it in the, this giant <laughs> joint for fun? Well, they, it seems highly illogical. Well, they were using a lot of cannabis they couldn't sell, and they were easy, supposed to easy. Do not, do oh, not right, Randy. let her go. Let her go. It's good responses, everyone. Yes. Randy, it is true, and my reasoning is this: the bear that stole the shake last week <laughs> is just sim. It's 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 a trend that's going on with with these dispensaries. <laughs> Not able to get rid of their shit. So some low-level guy was like, hey, boss, why don't we take all this shake that we have to give to the state that they burn off, and let's just start, you know, I've got this Google picture of the biggest world's joint, and I bet we can beat it if we use this shake. And the guy was like, I'll give you a raise. You'll get 15 an hour now. Great idea. You can be in the picture. With you the can be in the picture, and you'll light it. Oh, man. Well, 
it turns out that this is the world's largest piece of baloney. The story oh, yeah. is yeah. women rule. But great responses, oh. everyone. What? <laughs> you, was, you had a fantastic sure? response, yes. Randy. It really felt true. You're so, going down, Randy. Well, I'll have to, I'll We're have, coming after you. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to search it on the internet. I, yeah, I didn't double I check. So. I didn't double check if I it was a real story that I serendipitously <laughs> wrote. Okay. Um, so our next story is about tourist spots and cannabis. And as you know, um, a lot of... Uh, tourist spots are catering to cannabis. So this story is, uh, I call it Plymouth Plantation is still dealing with harassment from a foreign government. So according to NPR, an actor and employee at this historical recreation tourist spot, Plymouth Plantation, which is like, you go back in time, it's like features houses and farms and people dress like colonial times. In Massachusetts, right? Yeah, in okay. Massachusetts. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. Plymouth Rock. Yeah, yeah like, there's one in Pennsylvania. So. Yep. yep. So this tourist oh, site is a federal property, so growing cannabis on any such property uh, is actually technically still illegal, even though cannabis might be legal in the state. However, Dana Hansen, who is uh, one of the actor one of the actor uh, recreationists, was growing hemp with some other crops there because it was part of the recreation and thought it was legal. So, um, but ironically, uh, while she was being filmed uh, by tourists, she was in the middle of explaining how the colonies need protection from British by forming their own militia and government to a group of tourists. She was saying, we don't want soldiers intruding on our daily lives, arresting us for spurious claims and taking our crops as they pleased when two officers interrupted and detained Dana for several hours. <laughs> After being... <laughs> Read that again. <laughs> All right. I'll read it again. Ironically, she was in the middle of explaining how the colonies needed protection from British by forming their own militia and government to a group of tourists. She was saying, we don't want soldiers intruding in our daily lives, arresting us for spurious claims and taking our crops as they please when two officers interrupted and detained Dana for several hours. Do you think she was thinking like, this is bullshit. Wait, yep. No, this where's is a the joke. camera. Yeah, where, where's where the it? camera? And after being released, she quipped to reporters that she needed to blow off steam. And in good spirits, she said she was headed to go throw some tea, some bales of tea <laughs> off a ship because that's the tourist thing right next to Plymouth Plantation. Um, the hemp plants were last seen in the police officer's car and could not be reached for comment. So my question to you guys, is this historical fiction or is this just weird enough to be true? I'm going to go to Stacia. <laughs> See, this is where That's I get into I'd trouble, know. and yep. I'm going to over-explain why. So I think false, and I'm saying this because I just moved down here from Massachusetts about a year ago, and one of my good friends, her parents live in Plymouth, and she knows what I do for a living. And so, and I feel confident if this had happened, like I would have definitely gotten some texts about it, <laughs> or at least some like Instagram nonsense happening, like just to poke fun at, at just the ridiculousness of it. Um, and the tea dumping is not next to Plymouth Plantation. It's in Boston. Hello. They're in completely different places. So I'm sure. going to, I'm going to call. No, no. I'm going to say false on this one. I knew that about the plantation and the thing being separate too, but I actually am going to say true and Stacia's she's <clears throat> messing with you guys. Can we get some insight to your uh -huh, true or I read you just, about it? Oh shit. Jan always does that. I read about it. All right. I really can't afford to miss this one. You're doing fine, Randy. <laughs> All right. This shit, I'm who are you going to believe, Randy? Yeah, I can't, who are, who I can't, are you going to believe? Who are you going to be loyal to, Randy? 
Come on, is I, it I Dr. Jan or just our guest? I was going <laughs> to... You guys are... But, all right. I don't see why there's police rolling around Plymouth, Mass, because I know I know the area also, so especially, especially like patrolling the throwback, you know, colonial. So I'm going to say it, it's... I'm going... With, Jan, You're I hope you're going you, against me. No, I'm rocking with you, and please don't take me down. Wait, I'm going you, with Jan. It's false. Oh, no, I said false. She uh, said true. I said it was true. So you're saying? Oh, sorry, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. So, uh, you know, this was. Bro. A creative writing project. Yes, this didn't actually and I happen. was fucking with you all because I didn't read anything. Oh That's part God. of my three points. And, yes. Oh, so we're playing chess here. <laughs> and you I'm chose on her. Damn. You chose her. So I'm really going to get you now, buddy. Damn. No, dude. you got it right. You got it right. I fucked with you. Wait, you got we, it right. Yeah, I thought you, you said it was. I made up the story. Yeah, you said it was false. Right. Yeah. So you're good job. Okay. All right. You guys, I'm getting. You guys, take I'm a getting, breath. Take a we, breath. We got it. We got it. You guys got, got it. this. It's just true it's or the false. Cold. I'm yeah. sorry. That was not right of me to do that to yeah. you. Oh no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad. I you know. did. You knew exactly. <laughs> I, I was bullshitting. I did. all into that So hemp was grown in all the colonies and even used as currency in some of them as well. but I know it was. So uh, I have another story for you, and this is one I call State DUI Testing Changes Could Tank Local Businesses Doubling Process Time. So uh, this story is comes out of Colorado. So when someone gets pulled over and police take a blood sample or test for alcohol and drugs, most uh, Colorado agencies send those samples to a private business. However, a sudden change in policies is tanking, uh, is, are tanking these DUI testing businesses. So they change the policy to basically create a government monopoly. And so literally overnight, the largest drug testing lab, uh, is going out of business and they weren't consulted with these changes. So, um, some people, you know, they despise drug testing companies. Some people think they provide public service. The truth is probably somewhere in between, but it is a, is it a true story that the state completely changed the labs they use for drug testing without consulting with those companies. And then they cl- are closing their doors because the lab could not adjust uh, because the drug testing makes up such a large percentage of their profits of running the lab. And those drug tests are not cheap. They're between 25 and $300. So is this a true story about a drug testing toxicology lab closing because the Col- uh, Colorado legislators, um, you know, uh, are changing the way that they're doing the testing, effectively creating a government monopoly for the drug testing industry. Did you say how they're doing the testing now? They're uh, they're still testing. You know, it's the same thing. Officer takes it, but instead of going to a, a private lab, it's going to now a government-funded lab that's being paid for with Colorado tax dollars. True. All right. Damn it, Randy! And, What's and your you, you see, now, or, Randy? or what? Did just... you read it too? <laughs> no, I know. Hey, what's going on? We got you on camera. So, <laughs> stop looking up the answers on I your phone, Jan. You're going to get zero points. I wasn't, doctor. Don't get caught cheating. It's not fun. Trust oh, me. I was All doing right. An so, Randy, you 
You think that it's absolutely true that the government would just suddenly overnight create a monopoly for drug testing, make taxpayers pay for it, and put these labs and the lab, you know, out of business. Like I think in a in a state like Colorado, where they're they're uh, what they made in in tax revenues last year, I could see the government getting involved. Doing that, and, yeah. yeah, and limiting the private good, industry. Good. I'm going to go with my buddy Randy on this Come one. On. I. <laughs> He's excited about that. I do. I think that that sounds like something that a government would do. Hmm. Okay. I also agree. And I think, in my opinion, it makes sense because they're getting so much flack for the increased automobile accidents that I think they want to start monitoring it. And the best way to do that is to make it a lab that they own and can see, get insight into all those results so they can like Mm. look at that data. Uh, and, and maybe they have a, the ability to fight some of this stuff more mm-hmm. legally. Exactly. And with all the issues with THC DUI testing, they might want to get a handle on that. And then maybe the companies have ties to, you know, stocks and prisons. <laughs> and, you oh know. my God. So yeah, not to get to that. Conspiracy so, theory. <laughs> so s- speaking of, of negative things about cannabis, what brings us to number six on our list? No, wait, what's the Wait answer? a minute, oh, damn it. Darn. Are you kidding me? Darn, I thought I'd sneak away with no. that No. All right. This is pressure. So, is the government creating monopoly? Well, CBI announced that they would no longer be charging for toxicology testing effectively July 1st, 2019. The Colorado legislators did, in fact, choose to fund the cost of this with a very specific uh, laboratory, but the laboratory... Um, no, you know, was not involved or notified about the changes or consulted about this, and it totally changed the way that they uh, do their business and went under. So this is a true story so about we're right. the government. We also drew, yeah, right? yeah, okay. you all got it you right. You look sad. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. So, oh. All right. So we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good trend or not. Yeah, it's yeah. probably yeah, it's just not yeah. a good trend. It's yeah. not a good trend. Government coming into a state, exactly. taking over something that's also highly politicized and affects people's lives. Mm. Feels uh, like the rest of the country. Dig it. Mm. But uh, now there is an increased wait time for these samples <laughs> yeah. because the government is running it. Instead of being turned over in two or three days, now it takes forty five to sixty days. Uh-uh. So if you're oh, Mike. so uh, if you're busted, you're sitting there sixty days. Oh, like oh my god. Oh, so there's man. it's a big issue oh, right now. Oh my god. So speaking Mom, of just a roach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of bad news about cannabis brings us to number six. So uh, I call this story research shows that hearing negative things about cannabis leads to people using it more often. So <laughs> what? researchers at John Hopkins conducted a study involving over 300 people, which involved a choice uh, paradigm model. So you either could get $5 every hour or you could smoke some NIDA cannabis and you'd get to smoke it on site. And this is a model that's been used in the past for studies looking at economics of drug use. And so what they did for this study was basically you were hooked up to brainwave machines and they take physiological measurements. But every hour they give you a choice. Do you want $5 or do you want to smoke a gram of this 4% THC cannabis. Uh, but there was one curveball. One group every hour got uh, some sort of presentation or video from the uh, drug abuse prevention literature that the federal government has. So DARE materials, other materials. And then the, after the end of that hour, they'd ask the participants, do you want $5 or do you want cannabis? Obviously, a critique of this research is whether or not, you know, how much money to, to ask 
Uh, but what they found is that there was a dose response relationship that the more people were exposed to the drug abuse prevention literature, the more likely they were to use the cannabis versus taking money. And in fact, um, the trend for the group that didn't get the literature, which was just allowed free time to play on their phones or read, would always um, were more likely to take cannabis at the end of the day, but get that 30 or $35 they were entitled to and just wait and wait and wait. Whereas the groups exposed to the drug prevention literature would just, you know, use cannabis two or three <laughs> times and forego the money. So I want to ask you, is this a true research study or am I just thinking that I need $5? <laughs> so, so who who would like to go first? Gosh, mm. you know, Stacia, you yeah. you look like I, you. I mean, my brain is going in so many different ways because I'm like, it's night of cannabis, so it's crappy. So why would people want to smoke it? <laughs> right? Purpose? I thought that too. Right? But then I'm like, if someone told me no, I would definitely do it because that's just my my this personality. Is this is why uh, we're all in the cannabis field, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> A little oppositional. Um, but then, like, why would someone do the study? Because they're wanting to see what it is that's causing it. I, I'm with you. I think that it's a yes, and I'm using all of this reason for it. So you're saying it's I think true? It's true because I think that there is a part. Well, I think it's an oppositional part. I like. I, I agree really with the do. logistics, but I feel like you're being trickery, or no. and I'm so, going to say I'm going to say no. Just okay. Just because. Just because. Rob Vandry's up in at Johns Hopkins, and he does a lot of cannabis research. Does he smoke a lot? I'm going to say, and I keep on thinking this is your brain on drugs and the egg frying, and I didn't go out and smoke crack when I saw that, but I'm going to say it's false. It was just, it got a little convoluted in the story, and I don't know, Jay has a little trickery. Well, also think about it, like, I get, I get anti-drug messaging like outside of a study, but yeah. if someone showed me anti-drug, I would be like, this is maybe the only safe time I'm, I can do this because I'm being monitored by all these doctors. So like, why the hell <laughs> the not? OD if it's that right bad, here. I'm going to, yeah, right? So like, I get the logic. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too. Jan? I said yes. Okay. Well, I gave you a choice. And for <laughs> That's those what you do, brother. of you who said that it was fiction, I have to say that you are right, and I'm going to take your oh, constructive feedback yes! into creating better <laughs> fictional stories. <laughs> Shit. I saw where the turn went. You it, you had us for a second. Yeah, man. yeah. You did. You really did. Oh, man. I got it. Was, s- it's like too good to be true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Well, it was actually based on two real studies that happened where they actually did offer people money or cannabis. So that part was true, but it was, they did not look at what I was saying. But it was based on a true research where they looked at the effectiveness of drug awareness campaigns from like the we, 90s to the early 2000s. They found that kids who were exposed to it actually yep. were more likely to go on to use cannabis than those who weren't. And that um, ads mocking cannabis users didn't work or making fun of them. So like stoner sloth or yeah. the... You brought that yeah. up in a past episode and yeah. I remembered it and that's why I said it was... Nice. See, I love I it. Learned. We're learning. We're learning. <laughs> All right. Good We're learning, guys. Dell State. Well, <laughs> our our next story is Delay about my degree for ten years. The cannabis <laughs> industry. So, uh, this is a story I I simply call uh, CBD topical product 
is going to be available in over 1,300 Kroger stores across 22 states. So this is a real simple story. So a, a very large hemp CBD extract manufacturer is planning to announce that the Kroger company, a large grocery retailer, will begin carrying their product and it'll be distributed in all states, but just the topical product, not smokable stuff or, or edible stuff like that. So uh, is this a true story? Is CBD really going to be distributed in probably small amounts in a can cream or skin cream across 20 states by a major grocery chain? Who would like to go and take the... Randy. Randy. No, I, bef- the question I went first. Oh, I'll go. It's Jan's Jen. turn for All right. first. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Why? Um, because I know there's a lot of positioning with these large uh, chains right now and a lot of positioning to get CBD products into these stores. Mm, good point. Good point. Anyone wants? Walgreens, I think, is one of them also. Walgreens. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me that Kroger would. Wouldn't that be just the biggest story in in <laughs> This came out when? Can I ask that? Uh, everything <laughs> that I use has come out in the last two weeks or written in the last few hours. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Since I woke up this morning. Yeah. Well, I, I do most of my thinking in the bathroom where a lot of my, you know, uh, breakthroughs come. And he, goes yes. to the ba- <laughs> he goes to the bathroom a lot at the Quite office. <laughs> Look, those 20 trips I take to the water cooler is how I check the pulse of the office and what people are thinking and feeling. Without those, I think the whole system would collapse. Would crash. Yeah. I could do. That. So, totally dig it. So you're, you're without sidetracking me because yes. I got so shit riding you, on this. You, you, ha- you had a clarification question. Look, yeah. this is very recent. I'm beating news. you by one, just just so we're clear. Is that what it, I didn't want to look? So <laughs> you has a grand slam. She's yeah. gotten everything. I didn't need right. to know that. It's false. All right, that's all right. And then any other reason why you feel that way? You just. Think that it's too good to be true. The the they're not going to do that. They're I just think Kroger stores. wouldn't be the chain to carry it. Right. It doesn't have enough salt in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're not shop right, dude. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, um. Don't be dissing the K Roger. The K okay. <laughs> I'm a Midwestern girl and a proud Kroger <laughs> fan. And it's yeah. it's uh, it's Lord Jones, and it's 100 percent true. Nice, nice. Okay, and you you feel that way because I read the article. Oh, you guys are killing me. I don't have inside shit like that. I read fishing magazines. So if you read the article, who was it then? What company? It was Lord Jones. Huh? Laura Jones? No. no. Or, or, or Lord? Isn't it Lord Jones? Isn't that the CBD know. company? No, it's not. Am I no. wrong? Yeah. I thought it was a rapper named Lord Jones. <sighs> Well, um, so as I've alluded to just now, this story is indeed true, and uh, it was based Ugh. on information coming out from a PR newswire from Charlotte's Web's Holy Oh, Charlotte's Web. Web. That's what it was. Yeah. Dang it. I got the thing wrong, but oh I knew it was God, true. Uh, kill. <laughs> I just want to make an announcement that you and I so far are even. So Even we're, with we're what? fighting for second place right well, now. Well, there's also the response <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah, the funny, the, I'm not ah, as so, funny as you so, guys are. 
Uh, that's <laughs> that's not necessarily the best okay. marker because I'm also keeping track of the points here as well. It's uh, not the best mark her her score. Yeah, because you don't know about how well you're doing on the responses. <laughs> I don't want you guys to get too distracted. Wait, did I get an extra score. point for K Roger? Because I thought yes. that was pretty good. Yes, yeah, she <laughs> did. You made him laugh. All right, so are we have we have a little bit of time left and three more stories. So let's finish those. You guys got it in you. I know you're getting excited. So this next story is about Canada, and I call this story Quebec plans to uh, ban any product that is attractive to minors. Cannabis candy, infused chocolates, and even topicals. So as Canada, as Canadians across the country eagerly, eagerly await the legalization of marijuana edibles this falls, adults in Quebec may get left behind. Officials recently announced plans to impose bans on a number of edibles, including most sweet treats and infused Foods and any other product that is attractive to minors will be prohibited for appearing on dispensary shelves. Ironically, anything that is prohibitive is attractive to teenagers. Um, so uh, that's sort of a catch-22 there. But anyway, the rules don't mean that all edible products will be banned, but certainly will limit the options. Is this story true, or am I just limiting the truth? I should have asked the last one first. This is a lot more complicated. <laughs> so, it really is. is. Is Quebec putting out a ban on any product that is attractive to minors uh, while other regions are allowing, you know, kind of just any sort of infused product that's properly labeled and packaged? What, do you think there, you know, some states here have that same rationale where they, you know, don't allow edibles, but they'll allow, you know, edible cannabis oil that you can put on a cracker, but they don't allow infused products. And this is a contentious issue in the U.S. But Randy, do you think... Quebec. I once looked at a person sitting next to me's paper and cheated. I'm admitting this now, and they had the wrong goddamn answer. <laughs> and I wrote it down and ended up failing to getting D on the goddamn test. So I am going to say it's false. You're going to say it's false. <laughs> He's going I, you guys no, are like, too much. I just love watching. I can't believe I didn't get a laugh out of that shit either. <laughs> Um, I need points here. All right. All right. So, Seisha. Oh, Canada. What? No, Quebecois. 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 I always said that the Quebecois, aren't they like just like French rednecks or something? I, know, I love Quebec City, Quebec. though. It's I so gorgeous. And poutine. Ah, oh, oh, poutine. Oh, my God. Edible poutine. Can you imagine? Poutine. Oh. That uh, probably won't be allowed because, uh, you know, if they're banning any infused products, it's because they're also oh, they banning won't be allowed, then flavored. It's true. That was a setup. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, this would include, you know, uh, but what they're worried about is flavorings and things like that because of e-cigarettes, even though Sativex adds peppermint oil yeah, to I feel flavor like- it. I feel like Canada has gotten some flack on not being as good about regulations as maybe they should be. And so I'm, I'm going to say true on this one. I'm going to say true just because it's the Quebecois and they have lots of regulations up there. Oh boy. Well, so if you've been looking forward to pick up cannabis cookies in Quebec, um, you might uh, want to avoid making trouble for yourself because you'll be out of luck if you live in La Belle province. Randy. So, I tried to help you, story. Randy. <laughs> Randy, don't you know that I don't fail tests? <laughs> oh, you're from Delaware, though. You do business in Delaware. <laughs> what does that have to do? What is that? 
you with Canada. I went to the University of... Oh, All God. right. All right. What's the score? This is getting... So, I'm now we have two more left. Well, we don't place. know. We don't know. Oh, we don't mm-hmm. know. So, One, in left. second place, you're all doing very well. If you want me to take a break to look at the score... No, no, so, no, 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 no. Too much pressure. Yeah, too, much too much, doctor. All right. Doctor. Um, so... Uh, so uh, our next story is entitled Indiana Marijuana Surge is Coming from Other States. So some Indiana police officers are reporting that they're seeing a huge increase in marijuana products, including edibles, vaping devices coming in from other states for uh, that have legalized cannabis in one degree or another. Um, you know, a local sergeant said it's a dangerous product. And many people disagree and say it is very safe, but many of these products are not regulated. Um, so they're concerned because these products are packaged and attractive to minors and things like that. Um, it started small and it's escalated with more states legalizing cannabis um, and they're feeling the effects. So, so what you're saying I, stuff is coming into Indiana? Yeah, it's a but big target a of trafficking and what things are, like that. What are the states surrounding? Uh, honey, yeah. you need to know geography in order to answer this question. <laughs> no, I know. This is where I also went on from Ohio. I drove Y'all. to Ohio. So, wait, <laughs> okay. I did so Indiana must be near Ohio. It is. It is okay. on the other side. And I'm going to say this is a big fat false because there isn't wreck in any of those states as far as I know. And so it's not that easy and you can't get medical if you don't live in the state. So I'm say a big on that one. Okay. Are you saying that uh, it's being resold in the state or are they just uh, pulling people over and finding products? It's being diverted into the state. So they're finding um, like big bus, lots more, lots more people, individuals have these products that seem to be coming from other states. And they're also making bus that where like there's a big box of edibles that's been shipped into the state, like prepackaged gummies. Yeah, it's and true. Things like that. I say it's false because Stacia's winning and she has a clean <laughs> sweep and I'm following her lead. And I don't, that's why I was asking about the states because that was my logic yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> my heart's beating. Now. I know. All I'm right. So Am I going to well, lose my streak? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, uh, State Representative Rita Fleming of Jeffersonville reporting on this subject uh, said that they'd like to evaluate how things go in states like Colorado before deciding whether Indiana should relax its restrictions. Um, So uh, this is indeed a true story, but it's forcing Indiana to look at whether or not they want to regulate it in some form or another. Shame, it's coming from Colorado shame, to Indiana? So they have uh, confiscated more than $1.7 million in cash, $1.5 million so in drugs, over 100 pounds of marijuana, 15,000 bait pens, and 4 pounds of THC extract. I, I, I'm going to object here mm-hmm. because Objection. you said surrounding states. That's what they said. Yeah, Colorado's not a surrounding state, though. So, but that, that's, I'm just saying this is an article published by Pantograph, and that's what they said. This is a real article. These are real words that people are putting on there. Real words, folks. And technically, they're not, if they're dropping it in by helicopter, no, but there are states that it's passing through them. So you can write to the author if you don't like their grammar. Yes. <laughs> Tell him, oh, Dr. J. Oh, Dr. J just got pissed mm. with us. All right. <laughs> so our last <laughs> our last one is um about Colorado as well. It's a little bit a hotbed of news lately. So this one I ask you is cannabis contributing to Denver's smog? Uh <laughs> 
Researchers are asking this question because Colorado, uh, their capital city, has the 12th worst air quality, according to the American Lung Association in their state of air report. Um, and this is basically thought of from volatile organic compounds. Basically, terpenes coming off the plant <laughs> are going into the ozone and ad- adding to the smog. Um, Basically, you know, this is an issue that the researchers believe that all this cannabis cultivation is negatively affecting the smog and the air quality uh, in Colorado. Uh, so, you know, are researchers really studying this? Is this a real issue or am I just offering you a first glimpse of a story I didn't finish writing this morning? Um, thoughts? Thoughts? Who would like to tackle? Is cannabis contributing to Denver's fog? Are researchers studying this? Is this a controversial issue? Guys, we need to figure this out okay. as a group. <laughs> so, uh, is this is trying question? to maintain. This is the lead. last oh question. God. This is it for the win. So, this is it. I say it's false. Jan says it is false. I feel like you had me up until you gave the reason because I was thinking it was the combustion, but then you're talking about. Volatile tr- aromatic right. compounds, and I'm like, eh. That's where it went. But then the last time I thought, eh, I was wrong. Right. Because of the wording in the article. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. That's where he twisted you. I know. I say it's false. It's not a, it's not, it's, it's different from com- from carbon going. gases right, let's that do rise together. up. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Solidarity. False. 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 We go down like the Titanic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. You guys may have sniffed that out. Well, 11 of the 15 smoggiest cities in America are located in adults use states. Um, no, well, I'd like to say this, that don't get too excited because researchers believe they'll offer state officials the first glimpse of what kind of emissions the industry creates and what growers can do yeah. to limit their impact. This yeah. is a true story, true article. What? Researchers are studying and making hypotheses about the impact that cannabis cultivation does have. But that have. wasn't what you said. You said uh, yeah. terpenes. But that yeah. is the issue, is no, the volatile no, no. organic compounds from the cannabis plant. No, no, plant. no. It was talking about the industrial impact also around the cannabis plant. But they're researching it, or they have found it to be true? They're researching it. But Researchers you said they are asking it. it. They have found that it is a well-known fact that volatile organic compounds from agriculture and from plants contribute to smog. They believe cannabis is also also having a role in the smog there. They are actively studying this. The statement you made is not true. Which one? It's being evaluated. Yeah, it is. The researchers will soon have like a data set completed for regulators. They are asking these questions and actively studying it. I thought your statement was. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was was a finding, not something they're looking into. Yeah, it is. Well, it's both. They have a hypothesis that based on the cannabis that that it is large grows. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you there, but you didn't present it as it is hypothesized that you presented it as it is a statement. So there is. So Leafly, (laughs) according to Leafly, they put it as a statement that cannabis terpenes aren't pollution, but when they evaporate, they free up in an ingredient in the formation of toxic ozone. So here's where cannabis come in. Cannabis plants produce terpenes, the oils that give cannabis its smell and different flavors across strains, should be varieties. Those terpenes are classified as volatile organic compounds or VOCs because they evaporate easily and release molecules into the atmosphere. Plant VOCs are 
are released by an enormous variety of vegetative species that are not pollution in and of themselves. But these molecules they release can provide an ingredient necessary for the production of ozone smog. Right, but read that read the initial sense. statement that cannabis you asked us. Cannabis plants, uh, researchers ask, is cannabis contributing to Denver smog? Researchers ask, I missed that. Oh, that's that's that what it was. It. He was right and we were wrong. Yeah, mm. it was the researchers ask. Yeah, I've been doing this for seven or eight episodes. I, I kind of <laughs> okay, I, Alex. I, I want to play it back because I Slate. think he went all right, Chuck. He yeah, went all right, Chuck Willery. Researchers ask. <laughs> Cannabis. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's what Damn. it was. At least we all failed together. I know. And we'll all it was the Titanic. I hated that movie. So depressing. I all just right. never got what. So I mean, there was room for him on that door. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to give you guys the answer. So I have to make it loose. You can ask questions. Randy is a great model contestant. He asks oh. clarification questions. Oh. Because I need Because <laughs> he needs Are those we being points. shamed? I think yeah. we're yes. totally being shamed right now. Guilt and shame doesn't All right. work for me. That well, just we're, I'll save we're my literally, opinion Do we have up. time to announce the winner? Yes. Of course. Always. So in second place by a very narrow margin is our own Jan Roberts. And in first place... Taking the title from Randy Cameron Jr., oh. Stacia Woodcock. Yay! With a commanding 31 I'm, points. I'm sorry. Sorry, Randy. One point crushed. difference. I'm not between, playing next week. It's a, it's a one point difference between you and Jan. Oh, congrats, Stacia. Now you have to you. come back and defend the title Done. until you yes. lose. I will on. do it. What it's does she on. win? I'm going to start reading, everyone. Bragging what, rights, obviously. What does she win? <laughs> it's going on my LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to talk to our partners, Madison Square Partners, about what they can offer our contestants. But you'll... I bet a mojito. Woohoo! That's it. Yes, you win uh, two free drinks at a Where Cuban bar. <laughs> yes, the Cuban bar across the street. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for making oh, that trivia fun. game entertaining. Oh, I couldn't awesome. do it without you guys. A lot of fun. Couldn't do it without you, Doc. <laughs> well. Uh, remember, we'd like to also thank our sponsor, Madison Square Partners, for helping to make this show possible. Please uh, download and share our episodes and let us know which questions you like and which ones you didn't like. And we'll keep doing this show. All right. Thank you all. Have a good night. Have a good day. See you next week. Yeah.